podcast. I'm Mark. I run with the will. We're here to entertain and inform you a bit. And we have a special guest co-host today. Hi, I'm Stevie. I host the Moncast where we talk about the inferior Mon show and Digimon. <laughs> now, um, Victor's off getting married as we speak. We don't know exactly when Victor will be back, but he will be. But congratulations to Victor. Getting married's probably more productive than the podcast. Um, I don't know. It's, it's pretty close. <laughs> so, uh, tell tell us about the Moncast. Do you guys go episode by episode? How do you go about doing that? Well, every episode, we watch an episode of Pokemon and an episode of Digimon. We'll talk about each of those for as long as we fancy talking about them. Do you pick, and then, do you pick episodes that, like, thematically match each other in any way? Not at all. We are literally just going one episode at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I, I don't know I, I don't know if that's brilliant or stupid or both it's probably both because I can just imagine like one show's gonna have a deadly serious episode and the other episode's gonna be about candy or something yeah we just finished the first season of Digimon so we're going on to zero too soon <laughs> and the last episodes we compared were the fate of two worlds and princess versus princess <laughs> Which shows just how different Pokemon and Digimon can be at times. Yeah, that 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 has to be weird to compare and contrast those type of episodes. They just have nothing in common most of the time. <laughs> we come up with the dumbest similarities that we could think of, like, there were forests in both of these episodes. That's the extent of some of the similarities we come up with. Um... So you do the Moncast. What else do you do, Stevie? Um, I also do another podcast. Well, it's, it's pretty new. And it's called Games I've Played. And I just ramble a little bit on my own talking about a video game that I've completed. I love video games. I may give that a listen. You should. I put all the episodes up on YouTube. And I also release them a week early for patrons. Okay, so uh, how do you get introduced to Digimon, Stevie? Just so that, you know, because I'm not sure if our listeners know you or not. So, uh, <laughs> I was introduced to Digimon probably when I was, like, three. When I was given the VHS tapes, which became redundant over a decade ago now, probably. Uh... Well, we'll get into how redundant those tapes may have been for you, actually, later in the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I had, I had, like, volume one, volume two, and then skipped to volume five for some reason. That's, so I was that, just missing half the first arc. That actually vaguely sounds like the history of Digimon in the UK. <laughs> really was. How could that be possible? They must have released three and four at some point. Oh, I'm sure they did, but you guys have had some weird video releases. Mm. So, what do you like and don't you like about Digimon overall? Just so that everyone can get kind of a handle on where you stand on stuff. What like, do I like? Like, okay, like, like, um, okay, what do you think of adventure? I like adventure, but that's mostly for nostalgia reasons. Okay. Looking back on it now, it's not as good as I remember it being, but I'll 
still enjoy it when I watch it. Okay. Uh, O2. Okay. <laughs> I, I watched it. I watched it in college, I think, all the way through. Okay. And was fine with it. Okay. But, but I didn't find it awful. What about Tamers? That's my favorite season of Digimon. I just, but again, I watched it when I was a teenager, so the darker themes just appealed to me more. So you're sitting there watching Digimon Tamers, listening to Linkin Park. I've not really listened to Linkin Park unless you count the tracks in Guitar Hero. <laughs> okay, uh, Frontier. I remember nothing about it. I've watched it all. Yeah, that that has that I've forgotten most of it. That hasn't really come up much in the UK, I believe. Frontier. Uh, what about Savers slash Data Squad? I quite like Savers. Okay. But again, it's one of those series I've only watched once, so I only have vague memories of it. Okay, what about... But I, I did like that one. What about Cross Wars slash Fusion, Fusion slash Hunters? I've not watched any of those yet. Okay, what do you think I've of... seen the first episode of the dub. <laughs> that was a experience. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Try so far? I'm... I've got mixed feelings about Try. Like, on the one hand, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm glad about this new Digimon, and on the other hand, it's not as good as I wish it could be. Okay. And any feelings about Atmon so far? I've not been watching it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, any feelings on the various manga or video games? I enjoy the video games quite a lot. I've played a few of the DS games, and I really like the Digimon World games on the PlayStation 1. Okay. And more recently, Next Order and Cyber Sleuth have liked those a lot as well. Okay, so I think that gives everyone at least like a baseline of everything. Yeah, I like a lot of Digimon. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a shock you liking Digimon being on this Digimon podcast. Um, I, I guess I should explain how we know each other. We sort of don't. Our, I believe our primary interaction was was you had tweeted something, and I said, your name's Stevie Pat Patmore, and I misread that as Stevie Patamon, and that makes me happy. And your response was, no, it is Stevie Patamon. Yep, that was already my Twitter handle. Yeah, so I assumed that I had seen it and assumed I misread it. Yeah, it's a nickname that was bestowed to me by Ashley from Podigious. <laughs> so it's very, very important to me that that nickname is mine. Yeah, it it, <laughs> but... it, it fits very well, and it matches your name very well. Like, even looking at the little thing that says Stevie Patmore, I keep reading it as Patamon. <laughs> um, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just laughing. Okay. So, let's, <laughs> so, before we get on to the news, we have some site business. Our interview with Joshua Seth is still coming up. Uh, it should be coming up soon. Uh, I've rewritten the questions, and those are all in. So... Uh, there'll be an update on that soon, though. And then for f uh, some more fun stuff, we're giving away Digimon prizes for Try coming out in the U.S. Uh, the contest is on the website. Two people are going to win, and each person gets a prize pack. The prize pack's going to be the uh, combo pack of Try Part 1, which is the Blu-ray, the DVD, and a DRM-free digital copy. Um the lithograph of the cover, so just nice poster rolled up in a tube, and three of the Digimon Domes collectible figures. 
Um, have you seen any of the domes yet, Stevie? I've seen them in a couple Twitter pictures. Just like massive rows of the same Digimon. Yeah, I don't. I, some of part, I don't of think these are announced for the UK yet, but hopefully you guys get them. They remind me of little Pokemon ones that I had years and years ago. <laughs> I had one with Psyduck and one with Horsey. Okay. And uh, exceedingly rare we're able to do this. We have a UK contest for UK and Ireland. Yay! Uh, contest is largely formatted the same, except one prize is the Blu-ray, one prize is the DVD. This is a very rare, quick release after a US release for you guys, isn't it? It's rare that we get anything at all in the UK. Yeah. Uh, so but... it's nice when we do get stuff, though. Yeah, you guys are still sort of waiting and hoping you'll get the rest of the seasons because I they stopped at zero two, right? Yeah, I really want Tamers on DVD. Well, hopefully it'll be coming up next. Um, the U.S. contest ends May seventh. The U.K. contest ends May twenty-first. Because of time zone differences of two weeks. Yeah. I didn't really. I believe I have them both set to end uh, Pacific time because that's just <laughs> when I'll be awake and able to close them out. But we'll see. Um, on to the actual news. We're going to start off with the only game news we have at the moment. We have a character profile for Erica from Hacker's Memory, who is so far the only new character we know of, minus uh, the protagonist Keisuke. And they look interesting. <laughs> yeah, her profile is kind of interesting. Basically, she was in a traffic accident, and her, her brain is linked to Eden, so she's been turned into like a super hacker because her brain's hooked up to the network. And it looks like they're sort of setting her up also as a neat, who kind of just hangs out on her own to a degree. Mm. And I, I believe you're a Cyber Sleuth fan, aren't you, Stevie? Yeah, I've got the Platinum Trophy in Cyber Sleuth. So, you've done everything, then? Yeah. I think I'm one of maybe, I think it's 0.4% of players <laughs> that have done everything in it. So, you're really excited for this one, then? Oh, I, I'm looking forward to another 100 hours of Digimon game. <laughs> uh, do you have any feelings one way or the other about the slightly upgraded Cyber Sleuth not being included? There was a slightly upgraded Cyber Sleuth. Um, Hacker's Memory in Japan is going to come with... Uh, it's going to come with the PS4 version of Cyber Sleuth because they never got it. And they're going to add the Hacker's Memory Digimon to it. Ah. Although I wouldn't be shocked if they upgrade our version when it comes out. That would be nice if they released it as DLC for the original game. Hopefully, but, just hopefully, just to, I, I think if they did, they'd do it as a free upgrade to help advertise Hacker's Memory. That would be a good way to get people back into it, and just even if they just see an update for the game that they've already got, yeah, it's a good way of notifying players that yeah. there's a sequel out. Yeah, I, I think that's what they're gonna do, but. You know, they won't really answer questions about it one way or the other at the moment. No, when it comes to localizing things, it can be a bit weird. 
Yeah, as but to what they can and can't do. At least you guys know it's coming because because uh, well, like you said, a lot of times with the UK, you guys just don't know if Digimon stuff's going to show up or not. No, it's awful when things get announced and then unannounced. It's really annoying. <laughs> that <laughs> that's been the history of the brand in the UK. Uh. That's actually it for game news, so let's move on to Atmon stuff. We have exactly one Atmon thing, and it's probably not exciting to most people. Uh, the third Atmon rental DVD is available May 2nd in Japan at Japanese video stores. So any Japanese listeners can go and get that, yeah. I guess. Yeah, um, they use aspects of the cover art from the DVD box, and it's going to be episodes 8 through 10. Nothing really exciting there, but it's nice to see they're continuing them on. And I'm guessing Ray and Hackmon will be on the fourth disc. Yeah, so that's it for Atmon. We're moving on to try. Uh, the part 5, web the website was updated for part 5, finally. And when's part 5 coming again? 2017. That's all we know. That's all we know, although on the good side, they've been rather consistent about that, despite people theorizing about it being heavily delayed till next year. They've pretty consistently over the last two months have said 2017, 2017, 2017. So... And that's good. Yes. Um, so the website's been reskinned and everything with the new image. It has the pink theme. Um, it had a few other bits of information. Hiroto uh, Mitsutaka, who's been one of the screenwriters of Try since the beginning, it appears he's going to be the only screenwriter for Part 5. And I believe... I know he wrote, wrote and co-wrote Parts 1, 2, and 3. I don't remember if he was on Part 4, to be honest. Um... Hmm. They also added evolution charts for the various Digimon, and everyone ran off to look at one specific character, and it did not have the one bit of information everyone wanted, <laughs> which was telling us who exactly Tailmon will end up evolving into. They're only showing stuff up through part four. And, uh, that's, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... But it's just funny because I think I, I even wrote in the news, you're not going to find the one thing you want. And everyone still ran off looking to see if they might have listed Tailmon. And, you know, they do list her, but they only list her to Angelmon. Mm. Um, Where do you stand on that debate? I don't particularly do care, to be honest. I, I mean, I, I think the evidence everyone has pulled out is sort of just to guess one way or the other. Like, the, the evidence we have so far is that since Frontier, they've reasonably consistently in many things shown her evolving to Othanimon. That's whatever degree of proof person A wants. Person B says, but the try uh, complete selection animation Digivice and that card set shows Holy Jermon. That's proof for person B. The problem is, is the CSA Digivice is wrong on a number of things, despite it being a tri-product. And the card set specifically says it's only for parts 1 through 4, 
but it's showing her evolve to a level that she doesn't evolve to in parts one through four. Mm. And so I think at the I I kind of take it as the products did something so that they would have it, but I don't know if that has any bearing or clues to the actual show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not like the card set showed um, a fall down mode. That could have been a big. That could have been a big teaser in the card set. <laughs> but like the, um, but like the CSA Digivice that came out right around when Part One came out. It actually has mistakes for almost every single Digimon. Um, well, at least that's consistent. Yeah. I mean, have you seen the CSA Digivice? Um, I've never kept up with the Digivices that much. Myself, uh, I, so I've I, not seen it. I generally don't because I'm just not a V pet person. This is more of a um, like a prop type item. Um, and you know you hit bu- buttons and you can cycle through the Digimon and have the evolution sound effects. Uh, the mistake they make for everyone is is they all warp Digivolve or warp evolve. None of them do the ultimate evolution like they do in Try. Mm. And they actually have a full sequence for Omegamon on it, like voiced and everything, which Tripart 1 didn't even have. Yes. Um, then after the evolution charts, they gave us a relative, uh, a relatively neat uh, like relationship type chart, which we translated and image edited and everything and put it up, and it... I'm trying to decide if we should be taking this as literal or if we should take it as what the characters believe. It's quite a complicated flowchart. It, it. it is, but some of it I kind of wonder, like, um, like they do a good job of sort of not telling us what's going on with the mysterious man in Jedi. Mm. And they list Alphamon with Yggdrasil, but I'm... The, the rare, t- the one or two times we've seen Alphamon, it doesn't seem like he's doing what the mysterious man's doing. So I wonder if he's really there, or if this is meant to be a chart to represent where everyone thinks everyone is. Yeah, it's unclear what Alphamon's goals actually are yeah. at the moment. Well, because... All that he's done is shown up in the real world and yeah. wreaked havoc. Well, that's why I'm curious, because we know the mysterious man needs Meikumon to go off on a rampage, and the chart even says that. But Alphamon looked like he was trying to destroy Meikumon, which doesn't quite fit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, we're kind of taking Hackmon at his word as to what's going on. And on top of that, we have a... It's not really a summary. It's more of a sort of teaser for the plot of Part 5. It's basically the kids end up back in the real world and are on the run from people chasing them because they have Digimon partners. It teases what's going to happen with Hikari. And it there's a lot of text, but it says very little. <laughs> it, it, is, it is a very, very good teaser in that if you just look at it, you'd think, wow, they're telling us a lot. And really, you can condense that all down to like three sentences. Yeah, there's a lot of fluff. Yeah, and they've 
that's actually been one thing the Tri team has been really good at promotion-wise is, is making it look like they're telling us stuff, but when you stop and think about it, they don't really tell us anything. And that's it for the Tri website update, but now that the website's updated, hopefully we'll start getting more stuff soon. Next up is uh, Yoshimasa Hosoya is on hiatus from work while getting treatment for his throat. We can guess that this is probably why he's not scheduled for Digifest this year, but we don't really know, and they're not really commenting further on what it is. Other than that, there's um, an event for another show in October, I believe, that he's actually scheduled for at the moment. Well, let's hope he gets better. Yeah. That's, um, I don't really have much else to yeah, say on that yeah, front. Yeah, um... It, it appears that he plans to be back to work by the end of the year, and that could even be why they're not giving us dates for uh, Try Part 5, for all we know. They may be pushing it back so that they can have 5 and 6 come out reasonably close together in case there's a delay in production, for all we know. But we don't really know. Um, on to more U.S. and U.K. information. Shout's been giving out clips for the U.S. release of Try Part 1, which is out really soon. It's out May 16th in the U.S. And in the U.K., Manga U.K. put up some clips on their Twitter of um, one of their staff members playing around with the packaging. So it looks like you guys will be getting that on May 22nd without any further delays. Do you, uh, Which will be good. Yeah, I, I think... think it's the first time it'll be legitimately available to watch Try in the U.K., Yes, because uh, you guys haven't had it streaming, and I believe they originally announced it for, what was it, last September, or last, De last December, I think? Then it got kicked back to March, then kicked back to May, because you're a sub-licensee of the U.S. region. All sorts of licensing issues have delayed this release. <laughs> and uh, based on the packaging uh, clips, it appears they've changed... Um, the title terms they're going to be using for you guys. <laughs> because they've pretty consistently shown the same packaging, but the packaging in their clips looks to have changed slightly. And that's actually it for Try News, or at least things we're sure are Try News. Um, last time on the podcast, we talked about the I Love Patamon plush. They're doing a second I Love Tailmon crane plush. That comes out May 25th, and it's nine inches tall, and it's really pastel-y looking, don't you think? Yeah, it doesn't look like the, plush material. It I, looks weird. I think it's more like it's a uh, like a press render, and they've added sort mm. of a weird texturing to it to make it look like it's fluffy. Yeah, and it just looks more like it's being colored in crayon <laughs> um, and I, I like that it has the whistle though yeah that's a nice touch now for the news we just added right before the show <laughs> we're getting new figures from Tamashi Nation and we don't know much about them um, what's interesting is, is they have the name up on the site in both English and Japanese for um, for English it's going to be called Digivolving Spirits. 
and the Japanese text says Super Evolution Spirit, which could be Super Evolution Soul, but since in English they're going with spirits, let's just go with spirit for that. And the teaser gives us some clues. Um, and we have, it looks like there's a placard of the Wargreymon figure, and, some, and they took a photo of that. But we actually know almost not, it's almost a guessing game at this point. So, do you want to get try doing any guesses first, Stevie? Or should we just kind of go through everything we can? I'm just guessing what figurines are going to be the, making. Well the, e- well, the easy guess would be that it's going to be all eight from Adventure. Um, yeah, that would be obvious. Now, the first one's War, Graym- War Graymon, but the question then is, is if they're all going to be Adventure figures, why have they labeled him as Digimon Adventure? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of people are thinking that these are going to be um, evolution figures, but I'm not sure for one reason. Um, one, the photo just isn't clear enough for us to figure out if this is an evolution figure or not. The na- Most people see that, you know, it says evolution in the name of the line and go, they're going to be evolution figures. But that kind of gets used in Japan for a lot for Digimon. And the name actually doesn't quite match. Because Super Evolution has pretty c- consistently been used in, at least, let's say, Adventure 4, going from adult to perfect. So from um, champion to ultimate. And the only figure we've seen is War Greymon, who does not evolve that way. So I'm sort of wondering if maybe it's saying super evolution, like, you know, like they're super figures. And and people in the chat room are even saying the same thing I was about to say, which is the f- what little we can see of that War Greymon figure seems to have too much detail for a transforming figure like this. Yeah, it looks to be almost too high quality. Yeah. Um, and of course... You know, like we were saying, what's interesting is this, they already have an English name for the line using English terms. And Tamashi stuff sometimes will show up in the US and even the UK rather quickly. If these turn up in the UK, I will have to hold them down. <laughs> um, they have also, they've lit, um, the countdowns of about 28 days away at this point. But what's interesting is, is they've lit up one crest symbol, even though on the site there is nothing to see. It's just the mm-hmm. countdown. So are they going to light up more as time goes on? Do the like, you know, do the crests actually represent adv- the adventure characters in this case? It could just be we're going to get like one figure from each part of the franchise at first, and each one of the crests represents that. But we can really just kind of theorize at this point. I would I would go with the guess that it's going to be all eight megaforms. Just going off the fact that there's already eight crests and one of them's lit up and we've got the first image and it's of the matching Digimon. See the only reason I'm not sure about that is is because what do you do about Tailmon? You settle on the Digivolution that you want to sell. Or, or that, they're, or they're going to be releasing these at a slow enough pace that they won't have to show Tailmon until we know what's going on. Yeah, that would be a 
good yeah. plan as well. But the one photo we have actually does look really nice, like shockingly nice. And do you think this is just going to kind of replace the Digimon fig arts, which we haven't seen one of in a while, actually? I've never followed the Digimon figures. I have one Digimon figure, and it's of TK and Patamon <laughs> from like the Gem series. Oh, so okay. I've never really followed them because they've always been so expensive. Okay, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, oh, one thing that is worth mentioning. Uh, I was actually thinking about this right when someone in the chat room mentioned. They're wondering if it's going to be adventure or try because most of the megas don't show up in try. But then why list War Greymon as adventure then? It, you know, because if it was just going to be all the Megas, wouldn't you just list it as being part of Try? Mm. So, who knows? I mean, we don't even know if it's really going to be a War Greymon figure. It could be a small figure of Agumon and War Greymon showing, you know, the normal level and the highest. It could be so many things that we could literally just spend an hour theorizing about what the hell it is. It will all be revealed with time. Yeah, and of course the countdown ends in about 28 days, so we actually don't have a long time to wait to at least have some idea of what we're getting. Uh, even if it's only seeing War Greymon, we'll at least have a good idea at that point. Um, so if these come to the UK, you're going to get them? If I have the money for them, then probably. Okay. Um, I'd need the shelf space as well, yeah. though. What, it might be harder to find. What would you actually prefer for this type of thing? Would you prefer that it's the 8 from Adventure? Would you, you know, like maybe one's Adventure, one's O2, one's Tamer, you know, and they just go through the brand one by one? Like, assuming Tamashi does a line of just Digimon figures, which is what this appears to be, what would your hope be for it? I would probably want the full set from Adventure more than just okay. the protagonist's partner from each series. Um, and since someone in the chat room was asking about there being an Angelomon figure recently and have we had a Wargreymon, just remember, this is this is not uh, gem figures. These are a completely separate line, so it's disconnected from what gem, Mega House Gem's doing. So you could end up with the same, you could end up with characters that have shown up before or any number of things. It, consider them two completely separate things. Um, do you think these are going to be cheap, affordable, or break the bank? I think they'll be getting more towards breaking the bank than anything. I'm kind of hoping they'll skew towards fig arts prices, so between 30 and 60. I think that'd be... That, a... That'd be great, Yeah, but I don't think they'll be that low. I, I think it... The question is, is what, like... Are these going to be action figures, or are these going to be more collectible statue-type things? If they're mm. collectible statues, they're going to be expensive. If they're action figures, especially a whole line, I think they might skew a little bit more affordable. But we don't really know. And I think that's about all the theorizing we can do on that. And on to the big, big, big thing. Uh, this is... We have all the details for Digimon Adventure the Real World. And wow, they're putting together a big thing. I mean, like, I mean, it's a museum exhibition, but the, uh, they're doing a lot. Um, 
It begins May 3rd, so it's just a few days away. I want to say that's Wednesday. Uh, May 3rd. Yeah, next Wednesday it begins. Yeah. And it ends on May 14th. Um, we all, we've, there's the commemorative medallion and the wristband for if you get the nicer tickets. But they've finally done some previews of the... Whoops. And I've been forgetting to switch over the images, so let me slide those slowly. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. I got distracted by us talking, so I'm just cycling through those up to the one that we're doing now. There we go. I got too distracted by talking. And um, <laughs> the I love the little anime map they've drawn of it. It looks really nice. Yeah. Um, and not just the anime map, they've given a preview of some of the exhibitions. Um, the first one is is a giant Digivice. And I don't know why, but I'm really impressed by the detail work that they've done. Where, like, if you look inside, you can see the resistors. And you can even sort of see the traces on the, the board and everything. I don't know why, but that just pleases me. It shows that they've put in the effort. Yeah. Like, it shows that they love it almost as much as we do. Yeah. And, uh, if not more. And... What do you, what do you think of the next uh, preview of the of one of the exhibitions, Stevie? Uh, is this of the trolley car? Uh, no, the one before that. What of just Akumon and Gabumon? Yeah, they're gonna have uh, two hundred p- uh, pieces of production art on display, along with a um, Kenji Watanabe art that he had drawn for the original V Pets. Oh, that's cool. Because he's still designing Digimon stuff since day one, actually. I only see the artwork whenever I'm looking things up on Wikipedia pages. <laughs> um, but it's always really good. Yeah. And then the last photo spot, which you mentioned, is going to be the train car from the final episode. And it looks like you'll be able to wander in there to take a commemorative photo. It looks smaller. Than I imagine it actually is. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see photos from the event to see what some of this stuff actually looks like. And of course, they're not showing us everything. And we don't know where what section it's going to be in. They're going to have a display of um, the original V pets, a bunch of the other LCD toys and games, along with new products on display. So it's actually possible that. They'll have the Digivolution Spirit figures on display there, and we might get photos of them early. But, but that would be spoilers. Well, that's why we need to hope someone gets photos of them so we can see what's going on, if they're <laughs> there. Basically, it's going to be a huge 20th anniversary section. And we have a proper map of each section but not necessarily telling us what each section is in context, so well, let's go through those one by one. We have the entrance corner, which is where the giant Digivice is going to be. Kuwagamon corner. No idea. The Edamon Juraimon corner. I can imagine what that section will be. Pinocchio-mon corner. The Genai exhibition corner. The Vamdemon Castle Corner and the Final Story Train Photo Spot Corner. Any guesses what these might be? <laughs> Mine is just you know various parts of the exhibition. 
Um, I'm going to guess that most of these won't actually be in corners. Despite being called corner for yeah. every single one. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking when I was pulling up what these meant. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry, number three and four aren't really corners. They're sort of in the middle. Yeah. I mean, but like, okay, so like when they have the Jedi, uh, Jedi exhibition corner, what do you think that's going to be? Is it just going to be like a statue of him that you can take a photo with? That would be a very boring way to do it. I would find it quite funny if they just had videos of Jedi in the background actually, saying exposition I w- about the museum at you. Actually, I wonder if the ex- the Jedi exhibition corner will be where they'll have all the artwork and everything. Because, hmm. you know, they call it an exhibition and all that. Who knows? Um, and because they've been enjoying selling lots and lots of stuff to people at Digimon events, we have a bunch of products to go over. Of course we do. Now, the first one is um, ten big can badges with gold uh, edging, and they're going to be blind packed, and each is going to cost 500 yen. And it's going to use the art from the um, exhibition. Do any of these look good to you, Stevie? Well, they look good, but I don't think they're worth $5 each. I feel like it'd be worth it if you could pick one. I feel like when it's blind bag, you're sort of getting hosed. Yeah. Like, if you told and... me... Because these are big ones that are like three inches in diameter. If you told me for $5 I could pick one, then yeah, I'd probably pick one or two. But random? No. No. Um, I don't like the fact that they've added in an extra two. Just have <laughs> Ty and Kari and yeah. Matt and TK in well, extra but, badges. But it's a purchase limit of ten. So they had to find a way to shove in two more. <laughs> um, I actually like the next item, which is basically the same thing, but in acrylic keychain form, and they're not random. And I'd probably prefer a keychain to a badge anyway. Yeah. And uh, these I'm are... more likely to and, have keychains. Yeah, these are 800 yen. And is it just me, or do they like, or is the scale between uh, Takaru and Patamon sort of off in that one? Like, is Patam, like oh. I know, I, like I know he's in front of Takaru, but is he drawn like really big? Yeah, he looks to be bigger than TK's head. Yeah, um, and those are made of acrylic. And then we get the clear file, which every Japanese event has a clear file. This one's no different. And it's just the key art, and although this is actually cheap. I mean, can you imagine a use for these for yourself just to carry around papers or not really? I hardly use paper anymore. (laughs) Um, I I don't know anyone that does. Yeah, about the same with me. Uh, The next item, I don't know what to think about. It's masking tape. Um... There's eight rolls of masking tape. Each one comes with 32 inches of tape. And they're 500 yen each. Um, I don't know what the point... I mean, I get that it's fun. It just feels a bit too much. If that makes sense. Mm. Like, I... I I never want to use it because... Yes, that's basically the problem is, is 
unless you're decorating something in Digimon, but then it's like you're using tape that you can never get back. It's a disposable product. I don't know. I like the next item, though. Uh, acrylic magnets. Yeah, those look cute. Yeah, it's just the Digimon. They're uh, 1.5 inches by 1.5 inches. Each is 400 yen, and they're blind-packed again, though. Of course they are. Although it feels like these are a bit cleaner and look, even though it you know, uses the same art of the Digimon, I feel like these, I don't mind getting any of them. Like, if I were to open it up, I'm not, like, there may be ones I'd prefer to get, but I don't dislike any of them, if that makes sense. You could get a few of them, and they'd work as a combination still, because they're all the yeah. same shape and uh, general uh, un- unle- unle- Unless you buy eight, and every single one's, like, Gabumon. That could be upsetting. That would be annoying. Yeah. Um, Don't they tend to have boxes containing one of each, though, in general? Yeah, but, you know, for all we know, they're throwing them, you know, putting them into a pot, you know, a stack, and they may be completely out of order, or who knows. Um, the next item is a flip note. You, it's uh, like a four-page notebook with notepad paper in it, themed after the characters. It, you know, it's seven hundred yen, and it's actually not that bad price-wise. And I don't really take notes anymore, but if I did, I think I'd like this, to be honest. I don't think I'd like it that much. I. But... I I just I prefer blank paper to anything. Well, I I think it'd be more like a thing that you'd put on like a uh, table or desk rather than actually using though. Even if it was something you'd get. Mm. Uh, I don't know why I like the next item. Uh, themed water bottles. <laughs> you know, it's just clear water bottles. They're fifteen hundred yen each. Each one's themed after the Digimon, and they even have the color uh, gender coded for the characters. I don't know why, but these look so... Not stupid, but, like, they're so basic and they look like they would actually work. I kind of like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Half a liter bottles are pretty good as well. Yeah. It's good size. Yeah, and I I, I love the the mug designs. (laughs) Um, I, 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 I don't know why, but I just like the mugs, and I like the way they're displaying them. Where they sort of uh, flattened them. And it eat. looks like they've just made it in one of those make-your-own-book websites. Yes, that that's why I like it. But I like that um, you get the key art and the, the real-world uh, logo on one, and the other you get the um, sort of line art version of the Digimon with the comic book-type text. And I don't know, I like both these mugs, but uh, the one mug that I have from Japan, it's really small. And I tend to have bigger cups of tea or coffee, so I haven't really used it, just because it just doesn't hold enough for me. But I don't know, I like these, and I think I think something like this is a bit more fairly priced when you look at some... A lot of these items are, you know, kind of overpriced crap. Yeah. 1200 that's about $12. That, that's a bit fair. That's, I think that's fairly priced for, a, like, a collector's mug. And it's something that you're more likely to use yes. regularly. Like, yeah. Um, then we have the book-style smartphone cases. And I like these because they're actually designed. It, they didn't just slap on the, um, 
you know, the key art and call it a day. Mm. Um, each of these is about, it's 2,980 yen, so about $30. It's way too much for a phone case for me. Um, they don't give phone models, though, so I assume it uses, like, straps so it will fit in anything that will fit. Not, and I, I don't know, what, what kind of case do you use for your phone? Um, I just have sort of hard shell case yeah. on the back of it. Yeah, I just have like a two-layer, it's uh, like soft silicone underneath with a plastic shell on top. I just, I, I don't know if I'd use a, uh, it's not a folio, it's more like a book style. I just don't know if I'd use it, even if I were to get one. But I, I like, for some reason, I really like like the greenish aqua Agumon one, though. It looks really nice, and it looks kind of classy. I think I'd prefer the other one, just because it reminds me more of Animal Crossing New Leaf. It's <laughs> colorful shapes all over the place. Now, why don't you tell the audience about the very exciting next one? Ooh, they have commemorative plates. Yes. 2,000 yen, and very... <laughs> it, it's a bit under 7 inches around, and I'm trying to decide, is it going to be clear or white? Because you can't tell because of the backing image being white. Like, is it going to be glass, or is it going to be ceramic? Do you get what I mean? It, we'll never know. Well, we will know. So, someone, will take, someone will take pictures of the damn thing, if only because we've been talking about it. <laughs> but, like, I like, you know, list the location of it, and, you know, it's not my type of thing, but it's kind of neat. I get the feeling this is the type of plate that someone will put on a stand in a cabinet somewhere. Yeah, I, yeah like, like well, I think we all had, you know, grandparents or aunts who did that sort of thing, where you'd see a cabinet and it would have plates standing up in it. Yeah, it'd have, like, a glass yeah. cupboard door in front of it. Yeah, like, um, one year for her birthday, I got my grandma a gag gift because she, she was a big uh, uh, Lucy fan. A local candy shop had um, Vita, I can't say it, but um, the Vita Veja, it was a product that she was sold in an episode. And it was just, you know, like candy in a bottle, and she put the it in the her cabinet. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's what that plate that plate is going to be in cabinets in Japan and never be used. The next item is probably the most fairly priced of all though. Thirty different Digimon Adventure postcards, each one is 150 yen. And they all and look sorry, go ahead. They all look like screenshots from the show, basically. Apart yeah. from the odd one. I'm hoping they kind of clean up them a bit for the postcards because the show's quality is sort of DVD-ish and I hope it's cleaned up a bit for the postcards but they've picked nice designs for them all though. Mm. Yeah. Some and, of them are screenshots from what I think is the last episode when they're all in the white void. Yeah. Or maybe the second to last episode. It's just all the main kids with the crests. Yeah. Although what's weird is, is they've done them all um, landscape with the kids at an angle, except Takaru, who for whatever reason is portrait and straight on. <laughs> like, they, they've done every single kid exactly the same except him. And they don't even include him with the others in the listing. 
Bates because he's the special one, isn't he? Yes. Uh, but yeah, I like these, and I think they're fairly pressed, but I think it's sort of the type of thing, again, where if you buy them, I'm not sure you're going to use them as postcards. I think you're going to, like, frame them or something. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, I got a Digimon Adventure Tri postcard in the yeah. loot box, and that's just on the wall. Yeah. Because okay. it looks nice. Okay, the next thing I really like. Um, do you know what a bromide print is? I have no idea. Uh, they're sort of... Uh, the name is used in Japan to- basically like um, prints of actors or characters, that sort of thing. These are eight different uh, bromide prints of the key art of the exhibition. Basically nice prints, but they're listed as clear, so I don't know if they're see-through. Um, they're 4 by 6 inches, and they're 250 yen each. These would be nice to get into, like, frame if you got all eight, I think, because it looks like they're not random-packed. So you could get a whole set for about $15, and I, I kind of like the looks of them. It has them, and they're clean, and they all match, and I, re- I like that. A lot of it looks nice, really. It's just not all of it's the priced pro- well. The pro- well. The problem is a lot of it's not priced well, and a lot of it is... It's not that it's all crap, it's that it's all the same type of crap we see at these event, at these things. So, like, yeah. you know, like, we're always going to get the can badges of exclusive art, but, you know, it, 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 it'd be nice if it wasn't all samey, but we wouldn't be getting so much stuff if they weren't making producible, you know, Nine, nine out of every ten things are the same thing from place to place with a new design, but that's also why we're able to get so much stuff now. And it seems kind of weird to complain about getting so much stuff when <laughs> when there's been years where we've gotten nothing. Yeah, Digimon Adventure's like 15 years old now. So uh, eight, 18, game, actually. It's bordering on 20. Yeah. Okay. Two, so, so we're getting new stuff is, is, really is neat nice. is neat regardless. And two different shirts. We have the Agumon again and it looks like he's jumping out or on a little plate type thing. I, I don't know, it's like kinda of like a circle behind him. I don't know what it's meant to represent. And the shirt with the crest, which you know, they're basic clean shirts. I kind of overpriced for what's basically $30 each. Yeah, you can get yeah. more intricate yeah. designs on shirts yeah. at better prices. Now, the, ne- the next one's overpriced but interesting. It's a... Because, uh, you know, business cards are very important in Japan. It is a business card holder for 10,000 yen, which is about $100. And it looks classy, you know, leathery on the outside. On the inside, you have artwork of the kids and everything. But here's the most interesting thing about this. I don't think we've ever seen that logo before. It's a Digimon uh-huh. Adve- it's a Digimon Adventure logo done in the style of the American Season 1, Season 2 logo that says Digimon Adventure. And it looks to be roughly the same font. And have we ever seen anything like this before? I can't remember ever seeing... Like, Anything it's one where those, it says it's, both Digimon and Adventure yeah, in English. Yeah, it's like one of those things where, in my head, I'm like, oh, we must have seen this before, but looking around, I can't find anything. And I keep, it keeps getting me thinking, like, 
why does this exist now? This can't exist just for this one product. And I don't... It's what, Yeah, it kind of gets the mind racing at what does this mean, if anything. You know what I mean? It's intriguing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't use business cards, so I don't think that's of any interest to me, and I don't think it's of most... I don't think it's of any interest to you. No, okay. not at all. Yeah. And now we get some more straps. These are called scene straps. You get uh, two on the same little keychain thing. One has um, like the fake film perforations and a quote, and the other has an image that they can combine to make the scene. There's four of these for 900 yen each. That seems kind of pricey to me. It's the type of thing where I might grab one of them if I were there. Maybe. Yeah. Looking at the screenshots that they've chosen, there's only really one of them that I'd be interested in. Coromon? That'd be, yeah, the time Coromon. Yeah, I just like that one because it has personality to it in a specific way. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, the next item I feel like are the ones that people are going to try to import the most of, which are die-cut stickers. Generally, these are these, you know, super high-end vinyl stickers that people will slap on their laptops or, you know, permanent places. Um, yeah. These are really fairly priced. These are 350 yen each. I kind of, sort of, maybe want a few of them. I don't know. But it fe- it feels like these are kind of, are a fair price, though. High-quality stickers are good. They last yeah. a long time. So, for that price, it's, I think it's pretty reasonable. Um, the next one is not fairly priced. It's a cap. They only show Agumon, but they mention eight of them, so I assume it will be one for each Digimon. These are over $25 each for a hat. It better be a good hat. <laughs> well, it has. It, it doesn't use the plastic strap on the back. It uses the cloth with the metal clamp, so at least that's nice. But I, I don't know. It just—it's too much for me. And the next one is a crystal paperweight where it has the artwork of Taichin Agumon. It's sixty dollars <laughs> for what is literal. It is literally, and I mean when I say literally, I mean they use the term paperweight. I don't know. I kind of want it. <laughs> Because I assume the artwork will be like etched in the middle of the crystal, and it just doesn't show well in photo. But I kind of want it to see. Hmm. I'd be more interested if it was like a three D model in the crystal, rather than just artwork. But see, that's the thing. For all we know, it's a three D model of the art, and they're just not showing it that way. We don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, I assume it's just going to be a printer and etching, but who knows? Um. The next item everyone seems to be very, very excited about, even though it's just more badges. It's uh, big can badges again, but all the artwork is brand new and not used on any of these other products. Um, Again, they're three inches each around, they're 500 yen each, they're blind packed again. But all the artwork is really, really good and there's lots of personality to it and I can see why everyone really likes these ones. They look just really fun. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry to say, I think if I were there, I would buy the limit of 10 in the hopes that I would get all 8, because these look really good. I really li- like, can't, like, 
the can badges are not my thing. The art on these is so good, though. I really w I want them all. Like, uh, like which ones stand out to you? The one that stands out most to me is Mimi and Lilymon. That that's because... the that's the one that seems to be standing out to everyone, and it seems to be a theme with Mimi since Tri was announced. Everything with Mimi has tons of personality to it. Yeah, and what's really interesting is that it's the only one to have the ultimate version of the partner. Oh yeah, Everyone I did. Has the rookie or the in training or the champion? I guess. I guess. Because, I guess because Lil Lilymon works the best. You know, they're kind of mirroring Mimi's pose. Yeah. Although they've sort of shrunk Lilymon to make that happen. <laughs> uh, and I, I kind of like Joe scuba diving with Gomamon. It's something and, quite funny about that one. It just looks like they've stuck Joe's head onto someone else. Yeah, but what's funny is he has his glasses underwater and he's not wearing the goggles. <laughs> um, uh, Koshiro and Tendomon capturing a ladybug is just amusing. And I like how Koshiro's shirt has the pineapple on it. <laughs> and it's just, like... You know, it's it's kind of stupid for us to just be talking about hand badges that neither of us are going to get, but it's just there's just so much personality to these. They really feel different than most of the things we've gone over. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, there's something unique about them. Yeah, and... I think that the item that I've heard the most people comment on on Twitter and elsewhere, everyone just really loves these. And I can see why. And I hope these designs show up on other things, because I think they'd sell out of basically anything they had with those designs. Yeah, I think they would as well. Yeah. Um, so that's about all we can talk about for the badges, because really it's just the artwork that we love from it. Uh, next up, they're going back to the Digimon art from the the real-world exhibition itself, and it, these are small acrylic stands, and they're going to be sold gacha-style. So, you know, you put your money in the little gashapon machine, twist the thing, and out pops, you know, the ball. These are 500 yen each. Like, like they don't give a size for these, but how big can these be? Like, these are going to be like tiny... fit into one of those gachapon balls, so, like, a couple inches, maybe? Maybe, but I, I don't know, like, I, I feel like this is something more like, give us like a big poster of these. You know what I mean? Hmm. I mean, five, and based, based on the size, 500 yen each might be much based on the size, which we can't really say because, uh, let's just be happy that because the signs have the names, that all the names, since they spelled them in English, are correct. Because late, Toei and Bandai does not, really are not good putting the names in English. <laughs> so let's just be happy that the names are all correct. Um, that's the one issue I have with the, the nice badges. They did Sunomon as Tunomon again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the stands are... I feel like that's the type of thing that would go well on a desk, kind of, the stands. But who knows? Yeah. Um... I don't know why I like these better than all the other keychains we've seen. These are about $12 each. Um, you get the kid and the partner each on a separate part of the keychain. And, you know, they're more like charms. And I, I think I like them because they're separate pieces and the keychains themselves look really nice. Yeah, like the keychains are golden. 
Yeah, and you get a little uh, strap thing on it that shows the logo of the event. And it it feels uh, nicer than the acrylic keychains we looked at earlier. I guess is the reason why I like it. Just a little bit fancier. Yeah, I mean, more expensive, though, also. Um, and the last item is a uh, is the anime map on canvas for 3,000 yen, which is about $30. I don't know if it comes with the stand or not, but does it feel like this is just really small? It's probably just because of the way they've the stand. displayed it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I, like, I'd be really interested in this if I knew the size. Because this would be something neat to display. Yeah, the artwork of the map is really nice. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of just the Digimon World yeah. games in general, with how everything's Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird in that every it sort of feels like a mishmash of adventure and the old world games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um... And then there's a couple bonus items. If you spend 3,000 yen or more, you get a postcard featuring the key art. And everyone showing up gets a sticker sheet for Digimon Links. I don't know why I find that both silly and amazing, but it's a good promotion for Links. And they are specifically noting that um, unless there's stock issues they will open up the gift part section to people who are not going to the exhibition. Hmm. You know, and that will be depending on crowd and stock and everything. And hopefully we get lots of pictures of that exhibition because, you know, it starts in a few days. So, hopefully we get lots of pictures of it. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about it at all? Do you think there's going to be anything worthwhile or do you think it's just going to be kind of gimmicky and junky? It sounds like it'll be a really fun event, and there's there's some stuff in there that looks really good. Yeah. It sounds like things I'd like to have. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping it's not... It, the problem is, is we know so little, it could... I hope there's some worthwhile stuff there, especially stuff we get pictures of, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was just gimmicky type stuff for all, for everything, but... We can hope. Hopefully. Yeah, like like the giant Digivice. That's gimmicky, but for some reason I just really like it because it feels like there's been real effort put into it. It would be very easy to just have a giant Digivice that was done cheaply, but they have all the little stuff that we could see. And I just like that. It sounds like an event I would go to if I was in Japan. Yeah, and the pro the the ticket prices aren't really bad. That's the other thing. Um, even if you show up at the door, even if you want the commemorative items, it's about thirty three dollars. If you don't want the commemorative items, it's under twenty bucks. So, and they're letting elementary school kids in free, which is good. Now, now we're gonna get on to our topic, which Stevie's gonna sort of take the lead on. Our topic is going to be kind of a sequel to last week's. How do you go about watching Digimon legally in the UK? And any second now, Stevie is going to see the image. There we go. <laughs> All of the British shows. I see Sherlock, Doctor Who, and Top Gear. Yes. And of course, 
the the I believe it's the Union Jack. Yep. Yes. On the Digimon logo. So Stevie, why don't you like? What is the situation with people who want to watch Digimon legally in the UK? Okay. If you want to watch Digimon in the UK, there's only really two places I could find it, and that was on Netflix and Amazon. On Netflix, they had first two seasons of Digimon Fusion in, I think, both dub and sub. Or it might have just been dub. Uh, I think it's just the dub. Um, I, I, try, I tried looking at UK listings, and I could see the show, but it wouldn't really tell me more. So you can watch Fusion on Netflix, which is good. Yeah, just the dub. I think yeah. it was, if I remember now. And on Amazon, through the Amazon video services, you can get Digimon Adventure, Digimon Adventure Zero Two, and Digimon Savers. And I think that's the only seasons you can get through Amazon Video. Okay, and, that, and that's the paid service, if I'm correct, not Prime, right? Yeah, that is the paid service. You don't get it included yeah. through Amazon Prime. Um, how, how are the pri- how are the prices? Because there was a misprice on some of them a few weeks ago, and people were grabbing them up. I know that, but w- what's the normal price look like? The normal price is one pound fifty an episode. So not that different than what we get here, which is one ninety nine an episode. It's still a lot of money when you take into account the amount of episodes. Well, but I assume there's like a season or half season discount. I mean, is is there? On the first two seasons, you can get those for twenty five pounds each. Okay, which that, isn't that that bad. yeah, that's the price of basically what twelve and a half episodes, I think. Roughly. Okay, that's not bad. But Data Squad, they leave full price for every episode. Data Squad, for some reason, is still priced at one pound forty nine for the whole season. At least when I last checked. Oh, so you can actually so there it's still mispriced. So if you live in the UK and you want Data Squad, rush and get it because it's one forty nine for the whole thing. Um, this was as of a few days ago, anyway. Okay. I'm going to double check it right now so I can. Okay, great. Confirm. And um, you guys do have Adventure in Zero Two on DVD. And um, yep, it, I've u- got both of those it uses the new Toei Revised Season 2 logo, which is the closest revised English logo to not looking like crap. Okay, I've just double-checked. Okay. Sadly, Season 5 is now fourteen ninety nine on Amazon Video. Fourteen ninety? That's not bad, actually. It's better than Adventure, which I think is still twenty four ninety nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's not yeah, bad. That's not bad overall if you use Amazon services. So as far as you know, it's not on any of the other UK services? Not on any that I'm aware of. Um, and, and I have just double-checked Tamers and Frontier are on there as well. On oh, Amazon video. Great. Okay, so then you guys now at some... So you guys have everything on Amazon except Fusion, which is on Netflix. So it's basically the same as the US minus... Stuff like, I don't believe tries streaming. Atmon isn't streaming for either of us. Nope. Okay. Um, so, no, Atmon. Um, so you guys have seasons one and two on DVD. 
after many, many years of debacles with season one for you guys. Like, it, it used to literally be a running joke that every year or two, someone would go, and I, I don't remember the companies, but it'd be, we're going to release season one. Everyone in the UK would go, yay. And they'd go, we're going to do it volume by volume, starting with season one. And everyone would go, oh, no. <laughs> because every time, only one or two volumes would get released. And they wouldn't understand why sales would be bad. It's because they were releasing the same episodes over and over again every year or two. And people just want the box set. Yeah, and I want to say that happened four or five times for you guys. And at the moment, you guys are sort of just waiting on hopefully getting more DVD boxes. Hopefully. And of course, you have Try next month. Yep. But still, something to look forward to. But still no streaming of Try. No. Yeah, I tried going over on the site once why streaming stuff seems to be such a mess in the UK. Basically, it seems like um, your guys' market is too big to be treated as a small market, but not big and mature enough to be a big market. So you're sort of stuck in like a no-man's land. Where, mm. yeah, where you're, you're not small enough to be, well, okay, we can just give them the license cheap, there's only so many people, and blah, blah, blah. You're too big for that, but you're too small to have, you know, a fully matured streaming market. So you're kind of screwed. <laughs> That's good to hear, isn't it? Yeah. But on the plus side, because you guys are, I believe, Mong UK is officially kind of acting as a sub-licensee of Toei slash Shout, you guys should get parts two and three probably on the same schedule we do later on, so hopefully a week later in each case for you guys. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you're getting the full Blu-ray with both languages and everything, and I believe you're getting some extra, the some physical extras. So, hopefully. Oh, yeah, last I saw it was like a poster and some, you know, collectible card type stuff. You know, nothing super fancy, but, you know, some nice bonus stuff. So, really, that question mark on the overlay ended up not being needed because it is just Netflix and Amazon for you guys. Pretty much. Yeah, um, do you know if your guys' DVDs are PAL or if they're just NTSC? I believe they're just the same as the Australian PAL format discs, aren't they? I'm pretty certain that the Region 2 discs, whatever that means. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, your guys' discs are probably then Region 2 PAL, so they probably took the same masters used on the Australian discs and just did Region 2 for them? Yeah, probably. Yeah, so... Um, that's about all we have to say about that. Um, so for now, we'll go and take your guys' questions as they show up. Flip that to questions. And so just ask questions as you guys have them, and we'll go over them. Have, you, have your nerves calmed down a bit, Stevie, now that we're getting near, closer to the end? <laughs> I think you steered the ship in the right direction. Okay. So I was fine. Good. So I guess, um, out of all the news today, Steve, while we're waiting for questions, what do you think was the most interesting overall to you personally? 
I'm probably going to read over the hacker's memory stuff in more detail because I'm up looking forward to that game next yeah. year. Yeah, see, I don't know if I'll get the figures, but I think I'm most excited for that. It's also really easy to be excited for that because um, we just found out about it. Like, I woke up <laughs> a bit earlier than I planned to. It was like, oh, figures, 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 figures. And we don't really, like, right now the potential for those are amazing. Who knows if they'll live up to them, but who knows. Hopefully they'll be good. Yeah, people are still thinking up their questions. Um, so Hacker's Memories early next year, and you're looking forward to that. I want to know what's up with that logo on the business <laughs> card holder. Like, I'm sitting here, my brain is just sitting here going, like, I could swear I've seen it before, but I couldn't find any proof it existed. So, if it didn't exist, they could have just made this just for a business card holder. It's really odd that it's on there. Well, it's it's like the type of thing, like, my, it, you know, because you start theorizing. It's like, okay, you'd make a Digimon Adventure logo if, what, are we going to get subtitled DVDs? Like, I'm, you know, or like, you know, or why would they make this logo at this point? Because, you know, it's been 18 years, and... They're using the normal Digimon Season 1 logo for products in the U.S. right now. The Domes use them. Hmm. No one have any questions? Well, then, while we wait, me, then me and what Steve... If, what if they're localizing the Digimon Adventure PSP game? See, oh, fuck, fuck you, Stevie, because now, now I have hope in my heart. And I know they're not going to. It's a PSP game. It's not going to happen. Yeah, except they port PSP games to other systems all the time. They ported the Vita game to PS4 for us. They could do the I same thing. I would be thing. really excited if they did localize that game. Yeah, so would I. Like, that that's the game that we all kind of really want. Oh, a few questions. Um, okay, first question is from Nico. She wants to know, do we think Tamashi... We'll make a figure for both Ofani Man and Holy Jermon. I think Tamashi's going to make a figure of whatever ends up in Try, because I think at some point we're going to get a line of just, you know, like the last forms of them with their Try designs. Because, like, the, the picture we have of War Greymon, for example, that's not Try War Greymon. That's Adventure War Greymon. Like, Ignoring that it says it's Adventure War Greymon, the design is the old one. Because the new one's a bit more mechanical, sort of. Mm. Yeah, so at some point, I think we will get more Tri figures. I think it's easier for them to just go with nostalgia for now while Tri's still running. Because who knows what could happen at the end of Tri. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, which figure would you prefer, Stevie? Mm. If the if you were to choose between like a gem figure of Ofanimon or Holy Jermon, I'm I'm assuming the, I'm assuming Holy Jermon is Magda Jermon. Yes, as yeah. well. Yeah. So the big pink names. dragon snake thing. I'd probably prefer the big pink dragon because I think it would look really cool as a figure. Well, I think it would kind of look like I want to say there was a recent. Gem. Let me see if I can. I believe there's a recent gem figure of um, the dragon from Dragon Ball Z. Mm hmm. So I imagine it'd be something sort of like that. Ah, yeah, there was one. Let me. 
pull up an image and I will link you and I'll also link that in our chat so everyone can see that. It'd be a much more interesting figure to have a big pink beast dragon yeah. than it would to have just a holy angel woman. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've linked you the image. I mean, I think we could get something like that for Holy German, don't you? Let's have a look. Yeah, that would be... That's sort of what I was imagining, just sort of the, the spiraling yeah. design. Yeah, I think we could get something like that. I don't know if we will, but I think I think it'd be much easier for them to focus on Tailmon and Angelmon in general, just because those Digimon are so well known. But I wouldn't be shocked if we got a set of all the you know all the final forms, and that could be what Digivolving Spirits is. We just don't know. Uh, okay, Juggernaut a hundred asks. He's asking me how many uh, Digimon Universe Apple Monster episodes have I seen? Because I believe I asked you that earlier. Yeah, I've um, only seen the I, first episode. I've actually only seen the five because I was actually waiting to watch them as me and Victor were discussing them. And I was also waiting for the, the good copies from uh, Onke. Onke, I don't know how to say her name. Who's basically the only person who ever subs Digimon stuff well. So I, So me and Victor have sort of just been sitting around waiting for stuff to, you know, catch up and all that. And so I'll end up seeing more of them. I like what I've seen so far. It's very fun, and it's very good. It's enjoyable to watch. The episode that I did watch was fun, and that was without subtitles. So yeah. I, I think Apple Monsters is the type of thing that I think it would be very popular among fans if Crunchyroll got it and subtitled it, or if someone dubbed it. I'm not even sure you need to edit it from what I've seen. I think everything fits in with the generic child-friendly type American dubs you get for kids' show. I think it'd be perfectly fine for, you know, like, I think if, let's say, Crunchyroll got it and paired it with Funimation. I don't think they'd be, have to punch down or punch up to dub it well, and I think it'd be all ages, and I think it'd work great. It's very in at the moment. Yeah. Just look at Yokai Watch. Yeah. How that's um, blown up. Uh, so while we wait for more questions, Stevie, what, what kind of video games interest you in general? Ooh. All of them. <laughs> well, uh, like, where's your passion lie for video games? Ooh. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly play far too many video games of almost any genre. Yeah, I, I used to do that. I play less now, but I still play a lot of games. What have you been playing recently? Uh, just random games on the NT Mini, to be honest. What's the NT Mini? The NT Mini is is um, a well-known uh, engineer named Kevtris. Designed an FPGA system for the company Analog. Basically, unlike, say... It, let's. It's sort of. It's not an emulator, and it's not original hardware. Basically, what it is is, the system ha runs off what's called an FPGA field programmable gate array. The gate array receives programming from whatever it could be data on the motherboard or data on an SD card, 
and it explains to the Gatorade how to format itself so that it simulates hardware perfectly. So, like, if you so go... it, it's an emulator, basically. Not but really. Basically, um, it's more a simulator. It simulates chips exactly. So, if you know how a system is put together, you don't need to emulate the hardware because the FPGA becomes the hardware. And Kevtris wow. has been making FPGA cores for years for himself and for future projects, and he's been porting all of them to the NT Mini. And so you can have an HDMI output NES, Sega Master System, Game Gear, Game Boy. All these systems run properly on modern TVs through this. And, um, you know, I have wireless controllers for it and everything. That is high-tech stuff. Yeah, so like, for example, trying to play an Atari 2600 on a modern TV can cause some issues. You need to get a frame meister, you want to get the system modded, so it'll output RP, RGB, and you're, you know, you're still playing with wired controllers and you have to swap around what's plugged in where. Um, I just go into the menu on the NT Mini and have it switch over to the 2600 core if I want to play old Atari games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I've just been playing random games while waiting for the next core, which is going to be the Intellivision, because I actually uh, recently bought an Intellivision game. I actually bought the ROM from the creator of the game so that I'd be able to load it on right when they update it. Huh. Yeah. Any more questions, guys? Or me and Stevie just going to talk about video games and Digimon for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, what game's coming out that you're looking forward to? Ooh. All of them. <laughs> well, games that are coming out. Yeah. There's one major release that I'm looking forward to later this year for PC called Finding Paradise. Don't which think is I... a sequel. It's a sequel to To the Moon. Don't think I'm familiar with that one. Stevie, Just, Stevie, how can you not be looking forward to the new Mario game? <laughs> There's a new Mario game? I don't know if you're joking or not, Stevie. I've not got a Switch, and I've not got any intention of getting one. Oh, you haven't seen the trailer for Mario Odyssey? I'm, oh, Stevie. It Steve? looks like it's Sonic 06, but Mario... <laughs> Yeah, except Nintendo knows how to make a game. <laughs> oh, so you have seen the trailer, Stevie. Yeah, I still watch the Nintendo Directs. Um, I'm, wa- I'm waiting on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. My copy was delayed to Monday. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It's annoying when you pre-order things and then they don't come on time. Yeah, it's... It... Yeah, it. I just want my game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I already beat Zelda and got the true ending. How long did that take you then? Oddly, not that long, because the true ending does not require you to do stuff like get the Korok seeds or to do all the shrines. There's only specific things you have to do, and those were things I was doing generically anyways. So I got the game on... I want to say Friday, and I want to say I had the true ending by Monday or Tuesday. Of the you must have been playing quite a bit over the weekend then. I was, but it didn't like 
people are like, you must have been playing 24-7. It's like, it really didn't feel like I was. I think I was, you know, sort of picking it up, putting it down, because, you know, uh, running the site and doing stuff. So I don't really know, because the hour countered, I want to say it said maybe over 20 or 40 hours, but it wasn't accurate enough to be sure. But it didn't feel like it was unreasonable. Hmm. Um, so I guess, what, what are you in the midst of playing? I've just finished playing Bloodborne on PS4. Yeah, I haven't played Bloodborne so, yet. I kind of recommend it. Like It's one of those games that isn't fun to play, but it's very rewarding <laughs> to play. <laughs> That's code for it's just going to kick my ass, isn't it? It probably will. <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah, Bloodborne will be behind some of the ROM hacks I want to play on the NT Mini for now. Mm. Like... Well, other games I'm playing at the moment. Um, I've got Horizon Zero Dawn on the go. Which has been... I think I've played it for 10 hours over two days. That, that, that's that's, that's the big uh, PlayStation 4 one, right? Yeah, it's the new IP. Yeah, a friend thing. of mine got that and has been obsessed with the game lately. It's a really good mix of lots of previous open world games that have been released. It takes hmm. the best elements from the genre, really. Hmm, that's interesting. I, you know, at some point I'm sure I'll get it, but it feels like it's the type of game I'm going to wait for it to be um, like on discount. Yeah. Yeah, so at the moment I'm just... You know, waiting for the occasional game like Mario Kart and just playing through uh, ROM hacks. <laughs> like I'm in the midst of playing through, and I, you know, I first played it years ago on an emulator, but I'm playing it now on the actual system, uh, Super Mario Three Mix. Okay, so right. I'm guessing that's a remix of the third game. Sort of. They take the engine from Mario Three, and each world is based on a different Mario game, but they've actually built stuff from the Mario games into the engine. So, like, when you get to the world based on Mario Galaxy, there are gravity physics and everything. Or, there's enemies from Mario Land and Mario Land 2, along with items from those games. Um, when you go to... Uh, I think it's Dinosaur Island, they actually got Yoshi working on the NES. <laughs> Or at one point you go to Delfino Island and the, um, the Delfino people throw you up like they do in Mario Sunshine. So it's basically a giant Mario game that's a mishmash of all of Mario's history. You know, there's subcon from Mario 2 and the enemies in that world generally don't get hurt if you jump on them. You have to jump on them and pick them up and then throw them. So it's just this huge fun mishmash of everything Mario. And it's not one of those ROM hacks where it's just balls hard kicking your ass. Yeah, those ones are yeah. frustrating. Yeah, so Mo Mario 3 Mix, I'm... You know, I've been excited about that one for a long time, but there's a, there's a different feeling between sitting at your computer on an emulator and playing on not original hardware, but real hardware. Yeah, there's just something different about having it on a console yeah. rather than a PC. Yeah. And um, 
well, and like I said, I'm waiting for the Intellivision because I have the game. And the game is um, a guy made his own sequel to Donkey Kong. What, a sequel to the original Donkey yes. Kong game? Yes. So, like, more stages in that vein. He's added alternate characters that have some of their own attributes. And it's on just a system that came out before the NES did, which had a historically very poor version of Donkey Kong. And the cartridge also has him remaking Donkey Kong for that system from scratch. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that. I just need to wait for, um, you know, the Intellivision core to be released. But I already have the game ready. Cool. Yeah. We've had some more comments in the chat. Uh, I think we should look at comments and questions from people. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Juggernaut was commenting on... Oh, Juggernaut and Justin has commented on Zeroscape, the Nonary games. I'm not familiar with that one, actually, are you? I've played Virtue's Last Reward, and I've got Zero Time Dilemma, which I want to get onto straight after Steinsgate Zero. Okay, and Juggernaut also commented he's looking forward to Destiny 2. Um, you know, I... I'm just not into FPSs like I used to be. I've pretty much never been into them. Well, like, like... The only real FPS that I've... Well, there's like two FPSs yeah. that I've played. Well, like, which I... are Overwatch. <laughs> because everyone plays Overwatch. I have never played it. Super Hot. Yeah. Which is more of a strategy game than a first-person shooter. Yeah, I gr I grew up in that odd combination of late '80s, '90s, early '00s. So I remember like tons of first-person shooters, but at some point I just sort of fell out of them. Mm. Um, the last one that I really just played hardcore was Unreal Tournament 2004, and I actually got this headset for this back then. For this back then. <laughs> Auto is just really fun, and anytime I try playing a uh, first-person shooter now, it just feels like it's just not fun to me personally. But I probably should play one of the more modern team ones. Like I played Team Fortress Two a bit, and that was fun. And I've heard Overwatch is similar to that. Overwatch is really good. I recommend finding friends that own the game as well and playing it with them. That that seems it is to, entirely that, a team game. That seems to be the suggestion: is that if you can find friends to play with, then it's fun. I play Overwatch with my sister on the PS4 quite a lot. I own it on both PC and PS4, just because I have friends with it on different okay. systems. Um, I assume you'd recommend that for PC. I'd recommend it for either of them. Just get it on the okay. platform that you have more friends with the game on. So what you're saying is, is I should ignore Overwatch and get Mario Kart? No. <laughs> Unless Overwatch comes out on Switch. But I already have a Switch, so... You should go. If Overwatch comes out on Switch, that would be really cool, actually. Yeah. But yeah. also very pointless, unless you have portable Wi-Fi. Yeah, well, remember, it is a console, also. Yeah, but it doesn't take advantage of the portability. Yeah, that's true. Uh, although, to be honest, I was sitting at my desk with Zelda in portable mode more often than I probably want to admit. <laughs> Where I would just have it behind me sitting, and I'd be like... Hmm. Go back to Zelda, play, and then I would go back to doing stuff on the computer. 
yeah, I've been neglecting my 3DS more than anything. What do you think of the 2D, the new 2DS XL? It's really pointless. <laughs> I, I, it feels like they're trying to create a niche that doesn't exist. Yeah, the point of the 2DS was it's for younger kids, and it's cheap, and it's un- and it's un- 3D and it's unbreakable. Yeah, so they've just gotten rid of all the kid-friendly stuff and instead just gone. It's Here's a 3DS. It's big, and, and it's, there's no 3D. And it's very. It looks really nice, though, doesn't it? It looks nice, but it's just an inferior version of the 3DS XL, which yeah. has no real reason to exist. Now, here's the important thing. Release Atmon in the US and UK, and then release the game for it. Because, ironically, everyone who understands Japanese enough to try to play it has said it's basically like the best or one of the best Digimon games ever. The Atmon mm. 3DS game. I'll have to ask May from Lost Translation Mod about that. Yeah, everyone seems to enjoy it. I want it. Come on. So someone license it and release the damn game. <laughs> well, there's, there's a group of people working on a fan patch for redigitized decode for yeah, the 3DS. Don't care. But maybe after that, they might move on to something else, and maybe it could be after that. I, I don't knows? really care because these fan patch projects, ignoring that I just don't care and we just don't bring them up in the site that often, they generally take so long that they're not really realistic to really sit around and wait for. Mm. I mean, the adventure one started, what, three, four, five years ago? And yeah, it's still the adventure not, one's still not And it's still not done? There is one that's come out which was for... Uh, just the original redigitized PSP game. Yeah, yeah, but that's a subpar version of a game that already that had an imp- improvement. What a year later. Yeah, the same team's working on the decode yeah. version. Now. Yeah, I just can't care. Maybe they'll do it faster this time round, with it being the second attempt at a game. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I already have the 3DS cartridge, so when it does come out, I'll be able to play it in English at last. <laughs> Instead of playing it with my phone out and Google Translate constantly taking pictures of Wait, the screen. It was two. It was just the DS, wasn't it? Um, no, redigitized decode was for the 3DS. I must be misremembering then. It was Digimon World. No, yeah, yeah, decode. you're right. 3ds. See, for some reason, keep, see the I game. See the game's it. bordering on being so old for wh- how we expect releases to be that it felt like it was older. Hmm. Yeah, I just want the Atmon game to come out because it looks good, and it's nice that we're getting games again and getting them reasonably quickly at a good quality. Yeah. Now we just want more. You've <laughs> just gi- keep them coming. You've given us something, Bandai. Now we demand more. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're about done. Is there anything other Digimon stuff you want to talk about? Other Digimon stuff to talk about? Uh, like, any feelings mm. about any of the recent news, for example, that we didn't... Um, 
we've covered a lot of the news, really. Well, I meant news from well, before, you know, the last week or so. Any feelings about any recent information we've gotten about Digimon? I honestly don't keep up with the news that much. I have no the choice but Digimon to keep up with the news. For that. Like, I get my news through Twitter. I'm one of those people. <laughs> so, and even then I'll miss tweets all the time. <laughs> I, well, keep, I keep, keep up with Digimon just in terms of the rewatching for the podcast. <laughs> That's that's how much Digimon I keep up with. Uh, I I have to keep up with everything so I can post the news. You are the news. <laughs> I'm the law. Like, on on the Moncast when my co-host tries to start doing news, I then go, "No, we don't do news." Because <laughs> as soon as we start doing the news, then people will expect us to do news every episode, and that is time-consuming. <laughs> That, that, is that terrifying to you, Stevie? Yeah, it is. We've rarely done news. We've done it like maybe when Pokemon starters were announced once. Did That's it, the did, closest did thing it to help, news we've did done. It, did it help at all seeing how calm and easily we were able to move through the news today? It was very well done. It was nicely organized. <laughs> uh, oh. I didn't have to do any of it, which made it really easy. Okay, we have a few more questions. Juggernaut asked, uh, what consoles do we have? Do you want to go first? Um, sure. I have a PS4. I have a PS3 with backwards compatibility for PS2 and PS1. I have a new Nintendo 3DS XL. I have a PSP. And I have a PS Vita. And I have a PC, which is good enough to run most games on at least low. So... Yeah, I have quite a lot of consoles. Oh, and I have a PlayStation VR headset. Oh, how's that? Uh, it's really, really good. It's amazing. Yeah, I haven't been able to try any VR stuff yet. Um, my phone doesn't fit in any of the cardboard headsets companies make. Uh, so anytime so... I've been, so anytime I've been able to get one, you know, promotionally for free, my phone doesn't fit in it, so I can't use it uh... to even try. Um, the systems I have, and I'm not going to go through everything, because, you know, a lot of older stuff is in storage or otherwise in boxes. Um, stuff that's hooked up right now is, um, PlayStation 4, Switch. Um, in another room, I do have an Xbox One hooked up, but I haven't used it in a while, just because I don't use that TV that much. Um, I have a 3DS XL. Uh, at the moment... My AVS is unplugged, but I plan to bring it in here to use for streams. And my NT Mini and Switch are hooked up on my main TV also. Hmm. And, you know, I'll play we... games on tablets and phones and computer also. I don't use my phone for games. My I... phone's pretty much entirely for YouTube and podcasts. I use it for stupid games. Mm. Um, you know, like, I, I occasionally jump into Digimon Heroes. <laughs> um, I tried it, and it was... It requires no effort on the player's part at all. There, there, all you do is tap. There is some when you get to harder stuff, but it borders on not being fun. Yeah, for me, it just wasn't fun. Um, I've been trying the Power Rangers Legacy at the moment. 
Uh, that actually shockingly does require actual effort to play. I was kind of shocked that it's sort of like a very, very basic rudimentary fighting game, collecting game. Um, the fighting system actually works reasonably well for a phone game. Uh, basically what they do is, is, um, you can only move left and right by swiping your left, your hand. And on the right side, you get three attacks at any time that swap in and out based on you using them, and it takes points to use them. And your points charge up when you aren't attacking. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very rudimentary fighting game. And it's not bad, but it borders on repetitive. Well, a lot of these mobile games are designed to just get you in a gameplay loop yeah. until you pay for things. Yeah. Um, but there are, there are ones that are legitimately good that don't do that, but they're fewer far between, like, um, Impossible Road. I think I actually got that uh, during a promotion when it was free on my phone. It's sort of like, um, you know those various, like, marble games where you're playing as a marble or a ball going down a path? Yeah, I think I've actually played this on my Kindle Fire. Okay, yeah, it's really good, and there's no in-app purchases, and it just goes on forever with its rules, and it's quite fun, actually. (laughs) And, uh, let's see. Oh, another question uh, from Nico. Aside from humans, what Digimon would you like to see as figures? Ooh, I'm assuming that they'd want ones that aren't already available as figures. That's what I assume. That aren't, like, humanoid Digimon, do they mean? It's hard to tell. See, the, the problem with asking me the question is, is, like, I actually really like Omegamon, so I have no issue seeing more Omegamon figures, even though many people are just tired of them. I'm not bothered about Omegamon. No. Like, I it's do... A very, it's a pretty boring design, really. But a boring... A design less complicated also means, though, that we tend to get nicer figures of him. Mm, it's harder to mess it up. Yeah, you don't need to, like, you know, like, if you mess up the wings on an Angelomon, the figure ends up being crap, for example. Mm. It's hard to screw up an Omegamon, even if you're interpreting the design and changing stuff. What Digimon would I like? I'd like to see Kabuterimon, I think. Kabuterimon would look really cool. Yeah, he actually would, um... See, I'm trying to think of, like, characters that we got figures of in the old days, but, like, who would probably benefit from a nice modern figure. And I the, love a Seedramon one. You know who I was actually thinking of that would work really good, like, as a fig arts? Um, Saint Galgamon. Saint Galgamon? The, the Terriermon's final form. Oh, Mega Gargomon. Yeah. I only really know the dope names. Uh, I know them both, and I just swap between them at random, confusing people. Yeah, like Be- you just did to me. Yeah, because I can literally just swap between them as long as I remember the names. I And I've been trying to keep from doing that on the podcast unless we're talking about a specific dub or subtopic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like a modern figure of him I feel like would be really good. Yeah. I'm just imagining the Sudramon, though. I just like the 
long, well, sleek. Well, ir- ironically, sleek. I think Seedramon would be roughly the same as what we were talking about for Magna Dramon slash Holy Dramon. Yeah. Exactly. Where we'd sort of just get a snake type figure. I still think it'd be really cool. I'd like, actually, I'd probably buy a Dark Masters figure set if they ever did one of those. See, Machine Dramon would be a see, great figure. See, I'm trying to decide would they actually do like figures of them or would we get like one statue with all four of them? It kind of feels like that that might be better as like a group statue type thing. That'd be really expensive, probably, but it'd also look awesome. Well, ma- okay, and would be big. Maybe <laughs> be like what they've done for the Ninja Turtles a few times, where you get uh, four statues that can all push together. Yeah, I could see something like that with Dark Masters. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I just don't know if the Dark Masters work as stuff without being, you know, just small, cheap stuff. I feel like that's also why we keep getting the adventure kids with the Digimon, because they work really well to sell them. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, Nico's brought up that, uh, let's see, and he has, like, three different names, so I'm just gonna say Henry. They seem to be skipping Henry whenever they can. Yeah, they haven't announced the third uh, a third D arc for him. Everyone else in Tamers is getting fancy figure gem figures, except for him. There's no love for Henry. No. Well, he was Chinese, wasn't he? In I, the original version, I think he was, was like half Chinese, half Chinese. But he seemed yeah. to be a popular character, and Terriermon's always been very popular. I mean, we get all yeah, the plus. We get all. Bland, but what I mean is, I but I mean, like for example, they've done. Uh, but why wouldn't you do like the, like a Rapidmon figure at least, like a Rapidmon gem figure, just you know Rapidmon, you know, in like an action pose that would sell. Yeah, absolutely. And would. and then, to be assholes about it, they could then do a variant of Rapidmon in the gold armor. <laughs> get double bang for the buck. Mm. Yeah, I think we're about done with questions. We'll wait a minute to see if anyone else pops up with one. And if not, then we'll finish off. So, What I, did you think of Cyber Sleuth? Didn't play through it. I played it a bit and then I decided, you know what? I'm not a big fan of the raising aspects and the, the RPG aspects are fun. But they're also very old in style. Yeah, it's very traditional RPG. Like, and and I like that. But for me, playing it a, just a, for a few hours, it made my brain go. There really is, a, and I know there are differences, but just in the perspective of me thinking about it while playing it, it's like there's not really differences except visually from the old DS Digimon story games, which I got tired of years ago. Mm. So I sort of went, this just isn't very fun to me. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and it's sort of like the aspect of, I want to play through it and finish, and, you know, but it's just a matter of, you know, 
if I have the time, do I want to play an RPG that's going to take me many hours? And I, it's not like I've written it off, but I clearly haven't had fun with it already. Or am I going to go try playing something weird that I've never played before? Yeah. I, I mean, I do want to play through it, but I don't want to spend the time on it. <laughs> if that makes sense. You knew exactly what you were going to get if you kept playing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, okay, you like the game. Did you play the old Digimon story games when they came over here as the Digimon World DS games? Um, I played Digimon World Dusk. Okay. And uh, I in, in, played that all the way through as well. In fact, really I, bl- I believe Dusk was the last one I played. Ignoring stuff like story differences or graphic differences... Is there a huge difference to you between those games, gameplay-wise? Or is it more of a game you already liked? Uh-huh. Really, there isn't that much different between the two games. Like, like I've been, it's t- like I've been just to- more of the same. Like, I've been told the raising stuff is much, is much better in Cyber Sleuth. But that's never been my thing to begin with. But So the rest of the gameplay, it feels like, oh, I'm playing the same game that I got tired of ten years ago, but it looks really nice. Hmm. And, and, and I guess the issue is, is I, the story is interesting, and I'm vaguely aware of the, whole, of the whole story. Is the story enough that I'm going to slog through gameplay that I really don't want? to play well for me that's the question with most RPGs because RPGs tend to bore me but for me yeah. it was it was Digimon and it had a story which kept me okay, fair enough engrossed enough to want to play through it all see you know what I you know what the Digimon RPGs could use more what? gameplay like Mario and Luigi What you mean? Well, that's an RPG series where the fi- the where the battle system is legitimately fun, and it has you interacting to do it. How, how, are it you? It's just quick time events, really, isn't it? But it's quick time events no, that, integrated that, into the seen. RPG stuff. Because here's the thing: if you don't do it, it still plays like a classic RPG. If you do the quick time events, things change, especially with special attacks. So what I'm saying is, is it feels it feels like there's more to do and there's there's more interaction to it. And of course, each type of thing has its own event to do. Hmm. I was pretty happy with how Digimon handled the RPG formula. There were uh, lots of good I'm not quality dis- of life things in there. I'm not dishappy with it. It just it feels very plain to me. And, you know, I feel like I'd probably be able to forgive more of the gameplay if I did not have to worry about the leveling down stuff. Hmm. Which I, as far as I'm aware, the adventure game does not have. You're just leveling up the characters and that's it. Yeah, with CyberSleuth it was every time you digivolve it's back to level 1. But then you always level up really quickly again, so it's not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah, but it always felt like to me that it just was too much, not too much effort. It's just, I, I would rather just level up my characters and be done with it. Mm. 
and that's just, just my feeling on it. But you know, There's sort of levels within levels with the whole digivolution yeah, and then added you, to it. And then you digivolve them down so that they have higher stats, and then you can digivolve them back while getting their levels back up, also. Yeah. You only usually digivolve back down if you have no way to digivolve further. Or if you want to do a specific one. Okay. It was only the best. So, best so what is so what was your normal team for that game? Um I just picked some of my favourite mechas and had those. So I usually had like a metal Cedramon that was in there. See I feel like that's I feel like I feel like if I was gonna play that's what I would do also is just pick my favourites and I think that's pretty much the wrong way to play, probably. <laughs> Even though well, I would... When you're just doing the story mode, it honestly doesn't matter that much. Okay. If you want to play online, then you have to be very picky. Because okay. everyone that's still online is just on the top of the game okay. with the best formulas. So, as a Cyber, Cyber Sleuth fan, how's Hacker's Memory looking to you? It looks like more of the same, and I'm honestly quite happy to just play that again. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. Before the game was announced, everyone was like, more Cyber Sleuth, more Cyber Sleuth, more Cyber Sleuth. We want more. We want more. More of the same. Then it got announced, and a lot of people seemed to be kind of upset that it was more Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> I think people probably wanted the same sort of game, but not such an identical setting. Like, this is a direct sequel to Cyber Sleuth. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, when next, like, I tend to think Next Order just wasn't a good game. But a lot of the complaints mm. for Next Order was that it was not Cyber Sleuth. And now, <laughs> and now we're literally getting more Cyber Sleuth, and some people kind of seem upset about that. And the people who are upset about it were people who are going more Cyber Sleuth, more Cyber Sleuth. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Some people just can't be pleased. Yeah. So, but I'm just happy that we're getting Digimon games again. Yeah, it's it's not, not only that, it's like, we have it announced for us before it's out in Japan. That is insane. Mm. Like, we're only a month and a half or so out from it being announced at all. And that's just, yeah. that's kind of weird when you really think about it for Digimon. It's especially good in the UK. Yeah, because I you... don't think we've had a Digimon game since like the Rumble Arena games back on the PS2, and then we got All Star Rumble, which tested the waters. Well, but that and I don't think went too well, but... but it was the start. But generically, minus the Data Squad game, I think that's been roughly the same for us game wise. You got the Digimon Story games. Did, for the DS. Didn't you guys, we I, didn't get those. You didn't get Dusk or Dawn either? Nope. We didn't get any Digimon World story games or whatever in the UK. Huh, I thought we you had got, to import them I from thought, the US. I thought you guys got them as a tie-in when Data Squad aired on Kicks or whatever that channel was called. Nope. I don't think we ever got any of the Digimon DS games. Huh. Okay. So, okay, that's a bit different than if we had got those, I'd have been all over them. <laughs> Instead, I have to buy cheap okay. knockoff copies off eBay okay. and pray that they work. 
Okay, so, and you guys got Cyber Sleuth on both PS4 and Vita? Yeah, we did. Okay, good. Um, so, Hacker's Memory is next year, and I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk about Hacker's Memory and Cyber Sleuth at some other point. Yep, I'll have to buy them on both consoles. Yeah. Any recommendations for non-game stuff for people to look at? Any books you've been reading? Any TV you've been watching? Anything to recommend in general? Well, <laughs> I don't read that much. Oh, the, I can recommend a YouTube channel. If It's called Noclip. And they do video game documentaries. And they are really, really good. They focus on usually a specific title and they'll often get the developers in and interview them and they're really awesome video game documentaries. Okay. So check them out on YouTube. Okay. And also check out Game Maker's Toolkit on YouTube because that's how I found out about that other channel as well. Okay. the Patreon. Yeah. It kind of sounds like it's... um... I can't remember his channel name now but it's Norm. Um... Why can't I remember his name? <laughs> I've watched quite a lot of YouTube. Okay, The Gaming Historian. I can't believe I forgot the name. Uh, if you're not familiar with that channel, watch that. Very good. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, stuff like... Uh, most of the stuff, the gaming YouTube stuff I watch, generally everyone knows. You know, Game Grumps, yeah. LGR. Um, don't watch either of those. Uh, those are... See... Game Grumps can sometimes be, um, sometimes it can depend. LGR is great, though, especially if you like older stuff. Um, does LGR stand for something? Uh, Lazy Game Reviews. Lazy Gaming Reviews, Uh, I forget which one. It was confusing me because there's a podcast that I've heard of, and I think guested on, called Lapsed Gamer Radio, (laughs) which has the same initials. Okay. Yeah, um, Lazy Game Reviews is great because it is a lot of um, a lot of technical stuff also. This mm. is a... Um, so like, you know, you like at one point he gets... Um, I don't believe you guys ever got them in the UK. In the 90s, there was a Hot Wheels PC. It was like a junky put-together PC, but it came with like a racing wheel and the computer was all painted to look like a Hot Wheels car, had a bunch of themed accessories and software, and it was just a junk computer overall. He gets a hold of one, and he fixes it and rebuilds it. (laughs) You know, and loads old Hot Wheels software on it and everything. And it's it's fun, especially for, like, old games. I don't think I'm really old enough to like old games that much. (laughs) My gaming history goes back to the PS1. And that's about as far back as it goes. <laughs> Not old enough. I've got the odd Game Boy and NES game on the 3DS on Virtual Console, but I've not played a few of them. <laughs> just not interested or just not aware enough of it because you're younger? No, I've got them all downloaded. It's just I have to be in a certain mindset to play them because it takes more imagination it does with modern games. Yeah, see, see I, I, I like that, though, especially when you get some of them that are just plain weird. <laughs> like, it, it, it's just fun, though. Or, like, um, I like his videos where he'll go around the thrift shop seeing what old stuff he can find and, you know, put back together. 
<laughs> I think we're about done. It sounds like it. Um, any anything else you'd like to go over before we finish? <laughs> and my imagination isn't broken. <laughs> <laughs> I we broke Stevie. <laughs> no, I, I was I've been broken for years. <laughs> Good. So I didn't cause it. Okay then. Uh, thank you for being on, and we actually put this together rather quickly. I think. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, and, it's uh, been quite fun. And make sure to check out the Moncast. I haven't listened to it just because I just don't have a lot of time to flip through all the various Digimon. Po- I've sort of taken the view of I don't want to listen to one over the other, so I sort of just don't listen to any unless I specifically see a topic that appeals mm. to me. Well, we are probably one of the shortest Digimon and Pokemon podcasts out there. So, I highly recommend us. We have a fun time doing it. No, that, that's and the important we, thing. We often rip into Pokemon, so if you're one of those Digimon fans, <laughs> you'll enjoy it a lot. Kill the Pokemon. <laughs> be prepared for when we rip into Digimon as well. We try and treat them pretty equally. <laughs> well, good. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for showing up. Yeah, I've never been on a live stream before. How so how how do how do you handle it overall? Do you feel? I was expecting it to go much worse. <laughs> well, that's just me. Yeah, I, I think I think I had gotten a message from you a day or two ago. Where you're like, I haven't done anything live before. I have concerns or something <laughs> along those lines. I believe. I often have concerns. Um, you want to? Oh wait, uh, notice two more questions. So, yep. so first, uh, uh, CMC asked, "Do we think we're gonna get a?" Ch- I, I don't think getting a trailer for part five has anything to do when we got a trailer last year at all. I think people need to stop looking for these patterns and try that don't exist because they don't exist. <laughs> the fact that we got a trailer last year in June has nothing to do with now. Um, the other question was, um, you know, like, is what's the YouTube channel for the Moncast and your and your own show? Just so people can find it if they'd like it. Um, I would link myself, but I don't think I'm allowed. So, <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud? SoundCloud. Sound, SoundCloud. Yes, I, no I, I will put links in the show notes. Let's make yeah. that easy. Soundcloud.com slash the dash moncast. Or we're on iTunes as well, if you want to search there. We're on Stitcher as well. I'm sure most of these links will be in the show notes. You can you can even just go to our own podcast if you want a copy from there. Okay. All of the links will be at the bottom in those. If you want to add them onto here. Okay, great. And my own YouTube channel, I'm... I'm impossible to find because I think I'm just called Stevie. <laughs> so I will have to link it somewhere. I'll share a link in the show notes. We'll we'll just in the and show that's... in the sh- in the show notes. I may just have Stevie in all caps with an exclamation point. <laughs> Stevie. Yeah. Okay. All that's on my YouTube channel right now is a couple dumb Digimon things. And the games I played podcast, and one video of me doing a Bloodborne boss using cheesy tactics because it was the worst boss I've come across. Okay. 
Erica, well, thank you again for sh being on the show. I'm sure we'll probably have you back. It was fun. Yeah, it's like, am I the first guest I've been on? Uh, you're the first guest who is not part of the show in any way. Because, uh, Justin, well, just, Justin, yeah, Justin, it can only go uphill with yeah, guests from here. Justin's co-hosted the show, uh, but, you know, he's part of the show to some degree. Um, so I guess to finish off with Stevie, if you had to pick one product from the museum crap, which would you want? Uh, one of the things with Patamon. The Patamon keychain. There's probably one of those. Okay. I need to get a Patamon keychain. Pro not pro probably not one that you're going to import from Japan expensively, though. Probably not. Okay. No. Okay, that's about it. Um, yeah, hopefully we get... I really want pictures of all that crap, because... It's either, it's either going to be really good or really bad, that event. I don't know which, but I'm hoping good, because the previews seem good. It has lots of potential to be good. Yes. Okay, so I think that's about it. Um, thanks, everyone, for showing up. Thanks to Stevie for co-hosting. Uh, we will definitely have someone else, in, based on who I can find the next week or two. And, of course, very congratulations to our to Victor, who's off getting married right now. Off DNA digivolving with someone. Which is a very good excuse to not be on the podcast. I can't be on the podcast because I'm getting married that day. <laughs> Just don't use that excuse more than once, or you might get suspicious. <laughs> uh, Juggernaut, we don't know who the next person is. We, we have ideas at, um, me and May have talked a bit about her doing it. And I, I think Stevie would agree she'd be a very good choice based on if, you know, schedules can fit because of time differences. Um, yeah, we've had a guest on the Mumcast in episode 15 if anyone wants to look that up. Yeah, the, the main reason that um, we were able to do a show so easily here is, is Stevie is the UK version of me staying up too late. So I believe at this point it's past midnight for Stevie. Yes, it is. Yeah. So thank you to because so it, it let us match times very easily, knowing that he had abnormal hours. Also, I've been consistently staying up till four a.m. without uh, even intending to. Yeah, yeah, that happens to so. me also. But it it means that we were able to get times together very easily and quickly. And I'm very glad I did not suggest recording on Friday since we got that figure news right on the weekend. <laughs> and I think that's about it. Um, I, we will definitely have you again, though, Stevie. I'd be happy to come on again. Uh, St Stevie may be the te may be the replacement co-host anytime we have products to go over, since Victor has effectively said he will refuse to do it in the future. Vic, 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 Victor does not like going over the products when we have pop-up shops and stuff. It drives him actually insane. Wow. Uh, I don't uh, mind because I'm, I'm very good at switching off and yeah. <laughs> just letting you handle it. Well, but but I think I think it's fun to also discuss the stuff that comes up that isn't... Like, a lot of it's piddly crap. But, like, I think mm. it is interesting to look at, like, you know, they have, they have a theme for it seems basically um 
the key arc. But then, like, they sort of twisted around for, say, the smartphone cases where they went with different colors. Or those the random can badges near the end that had completely different images on them. And, like, the, that's, like, one of the high points of it is, is these stupid badges that none of us really want. But we want them because the art is just so weird and good. You know what I mean? Or like discussing a weird, oversized, overpriced paperweight. None of us are going to get it, but it's kind of stupid and weird to discuss, don't you think? It's fun that this stuff exists. Yeah, it, it, it's stuff that mo- most of us are never going to get, It, but it's fun to make sure that everyone knows what the hell's going on. Minus maybe the weird plate. <laughs> which, which I still find funny that we don't know we don't know the material because of the color they use for the background. Uh, it's just fun. Thank you everyone for showing up. Uh, we will catch you next time with more than likely not Victor. Um, need to talk to Mace some more to see if it will be her or who else it may be. Thank you all for showing up. And we will catch you next time.